This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello everybody, welcome back to the Blues Focus podcast. Season 4 is well and truly underway as is the football season. Uh, I am joined by three big Blues fans this evening, one of which uh, you'll have seen quite a few times on here, Jamie Lawler. Jamie, how are you mate? I'm good, mate. I'm good. How are you? You've been away for a little bit. It's nice to see your mate. face again. I know. Been away, been away. Little substitution. Me for Tommy Kelsall tonight. He's, uh, I don't know where he is. He's probably loving life somewhere. But yeah, in for Tommy Kelsall tonight. I saw you were, uh, uh, in goal the other day, Jamie. Saw that on your story. Uh, yeah. How was that? I, I, wanted, yeah. I wanted to ask you about that on the pod. So, so obviously, since surgery, I haven't really attempted sports. So I've made seven or so games. Simple. My mate just said, look, keep it down. Can you play? I went, I'll give it a go. I'm going to be rusty as hell. No one told me, first of all, in seven aside rules, Birmingham to Worcester, a very different rule set. I picked up the ball from across. I've dropped out of my hands and punted it up the field. Penalty. Yeah. What? Yeah, like, yeah. No one's ever told me that. I dived the right <laughs> way, got a hand to it, went in bottom corner. Fantastic. <laughs> Saved about four one-on-ones. And second half, last kick of the game, your man's ran one-on-one. I knew where he was going. He's going top right. I've dived, got a hand to it, and I've heard it clink off the bar, and then I was gutted. Heartbroken, was, man. You say, this was Birmingham or Worcester? I was in Worcester. Wait, was that... At, um, That wasn't Six Ways, was it? Yeah. It was Six Ways. Because I, I kick off on Tuesday. Yeah, because I play in the... Uh, I, I play at Six Ways as well, but on a Monday. So we might be in, in slightly different leagues. But yeah, I, I had to learn the hard way as well, mate. That The yeah. rules are a bit... They're a bit cloudy with five aside. But anyway, I'm too joined by uh, Sam for his fourth podcast appearance now. Sam, how are you, mate? Yeah, very good. Thank you. Looking forward to uh, Saturday's game with all the optimism around. And um, yeah, very much looking forward to seeing Birmingham, hopefully, uh, still gone beaten in the championship. Me too, mate. I cannot wait. We've got plenty to talk about today. And making his podcast debut today, too, we've got Josh. Josh, how are you? I'm good, Tom, mate. As I say, looking forward to the game uh, on Saturday. It's going to be my first game of the season, like properly being there. So really excited for it. Me too, mate. Me too. We've got plenty to talk about today. Loads and loads to cover. Uh, I think we should probably start with Leeds. 
Um, just a fantastic day for everyone, fans, players, managers, staff, everyone involved at Blues. How was it for you, fellas? We'll start with you, Jamie. Talk us through the day a little bit, because it wasn't just any ordinary match day, was it? So much going on around the ground. Talk Where us do through I start? it. Like, my day was great. Like, obviously, I met up with some mates in the morning, but with Max, Big Blue Nose himself. And he's also an American football fan who followed the, the Buccaneers before Brady even went there. So, like, he was just buzzing all day. It just honestly, like being in the roost pre kickoff, everything. Sorry, one sec. Walking around the ground, it just felt like a new club. The atmosphere, the positivity, the energy, everything just felt unbelievable. Everyone just singing. It was great. And I think the better team won. I genuinely think we were the better team most of that game, if not all of it. Their best outlet was Dan James. Led grew into him, got through that. I just think we overall dominated the game. Positive game of football. We should have probably learned to shoot a bit earlier than we did, but we moved. We got the three points. That's all that matters. And um, Leeds are falling apart. You love to see it. Yeah, I agree with a lot of what you said there. It's just such a nice day. I think the atmosphere is something I've never really experienced at Blues before in terms of just... We've had nice moments in the past, but I think it's just... Saturday was just the excitement for the future, wasn't it? I mean, Sam, what did you think? Yeah, I mean, echo what you say about the optimism and, you know, everybody there seems to just sort of have a really good time. It just seems as if, like, Blues is properly back now with the um, sellout at the game and all the stuff that was going on before it as well. The, the uh, tribute to Chero Francis, you know, it was a real game where you thought that everybody had come back together. And I think, yeah, we got the team over the line in the end with the uh, penalty decision going in our way and uh, Juki smashing home from the penalty spot. And I think... I echo a lot of uh, Birmingham fans of sports where you say that, you know, if you wanted anybody to get the winner on the day, then you wanted it to be Duke because of what he's done for the club and the service that he's given to the club already. And um, yeah, it just goes to show that the uh, Duke has still got it in some respect. <laughs> yeah, 100%. And Josh, yourself, what do you think of the game? Uh, yeah, brilliant game. I mean, I was gutted that I had to miss it, unfortunately. I was on holiday, so my cousin got to go in my place instead. But thankfully, I was able to watch it on Blues TV. And like, I was really able to get the atmosphere, like seeing the fireworks go off before the game. And really wish I'd been there, but still fantastic. And as Sam said, like, if you wanted anybody to take and score that penalty, it was definitely Djokovic. So just good vibes all around, really. Yeah, and just talking a bit more on the build-up before the game as well. You mentioned it there. I thought little things like the fireworks was a really nice touch. Um, I don't know if you were any of you guys there. Sam, were you at the game or no? No, I wasn't at the game, unfortunately. No. But obviously, you see all the pictures beforehand of uh, Tom Brady making appearances in the pubs and that. And it's like one of the things where you have to think to yourself, is this really our club that this is happening to? Yeah. And I'm sure um, a lot of fans you know, thought the same thing, actually seeing these guys in person as well. Imagine someone telling us a year ago that this was going to happen because we've had a, a few potential owners, you know, Lopez and Richardson, Bassini, all those guys. But we have hugely landed on our feet with just the the, the positivity and the, the calibre of people such as Tom Brady that are getting involved with the club and, and all that sort of stuff. I mean, I don't know if you were there, Jamie, when you know, Brady and um, 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 uh, mind blank. Uh, Wagner. Like Wagner, <laughs> thank you very much, Josh. Wagner arrived. It was just, it like, yeah. it was just so exciting to see. Were, were, you, were you there when they uh, arrived? At the I was there. I also saw ITV, your ITV man doing the interview outside St Andrews, and I was just like, this is mental. Like, this is just not right. Like, our clubs just getting noticed now. Like, and people, I've seen championship clubs on like all the banter pages trying to be funny and being like, oh, Tom Brady's having. 
he's not a fan. I'm like, grow up, man. Like, we deserve this. We've been through so much crap the last 13 years. And we we are a big club. Like, we're on the up now. I'm not saying we're going up. I'm not going down that route. But I think the next couple of years, I think we're definitely going to be a problem in this league. If that 11 stay fit, we're a problem. Yeah. Agreed. And you missed Brady in the roost by about 20 minutes, didn't you? Oh, I don't know. I'm so upset about it. I'm genuinely <laughs> devastated. Like, that would have just topped off everything, wouldn't it? I would have just been like, I would have, I would have cried. Yeah. Oh, mate, it would, have, it would have been amazing. And obviously, the Trevor Francis tribute, I thought the club yeah. did brilliantly as well. Mm. Um, I think it's important to talk about that. I thought when it happened on the day, I think it was good because they got everything set up so quick didn't they the little memorial outside the ground so lovely to see so many people leaving so many things don't know if you picked up a program but just a really nice piece in there about trevor francis and obviously the the clap on the eighth minute was fantastic i mean i'm sure not a lot of us got to see trevor francis play you know live in the flesh but seeing some of the highlights and the type of player and person he was and who was who was it that said the um speech before the game Jasper yeah, Jasper Carrot, I think it was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, I thought that was really well done as well. Brilliantly done. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you all agree. I think the club smashed it in terms of giving a proper tribute and send off to Francis. And I mean, Jasper, to be fair, he didn't. It was a typical Birmingham City style when he, he got about two thirds through his speech, then Keith Ryan started. He yeah. just kind of looked and went, well, fair play. <laughs> That'll yeah. do. Like, yeah. Yeah, no, it was, it was it was also brilliant. I think everything was so well done on the day. We'll talk a bit about the game itself, because I think there is, we could talk about each individual player, I think, in so much detail in terms of how everyone played. I mean, Sam, I know you've already touched on it a bit, how the game went, but who do you think stood out? I'm sure you could probably list every single player on the pitch. Yeah, I mean, as you said, Zach, like everybody that played sort of gave their maximum effort and uh, yeah, done really well to get us over the line and get this win, because I think one of the strong points now with Birmingham is we look to our defence and we have actually got a really tight back four. Like you've seen some of the um, stats from the game, the fact that Leeds only had one shot on target. And this is a team that's just come down from the Premier League. I know they've you know lost out on a Nonto and Sinister and Somerville will be an absent for that game. But still, you know, there's a lot of quality in that Leeds side. And the fact we only restricted them to one shot on target, I think is a sign that we're in, heading in the right direction. And I also saw a stat as well on the championship that said um, in open play, we're the team that's conceded the least amount of chances on goal. And I think this is another stat that just goes to show that the defence is really sort of turning up. And I think there is a lot of rumours about, you know, whether we're going to get a striker or not. But if we do sort of get that striker up top with the defence that we've got, I think we could really sort of make a push for, um, yeah, well, who knows really with the optimism and everything. But I'd say standout players, yeah, at the back, you'd say Sanderson, Laird won the penalty. Um, Sunic as well sort of come back into the fold. He's been brilliant. So, yeah, those are the three that I'd identify. Yeah, I, could, I thought defensively we were solid and going forward, I'm sure you'll agree, Josh, I thought going forward we were just as dangerous as well. I thought thought the end product at times could have been a little bit better, the final pass, but mm. I thought we were very good. Yeah, we were just, uh, before we came on, we were talking about Miyoshi as well coming on and all, all, only for the little moments that he was on, you can just see the qualities there, like he's literally got the ball on a string at times. And it, like he just controls it, and you think how how has he be able to bring that down and just play it through? But um, I think for me, the person that stood out the most was Buchanan at left yeah. back. To be fair, I think he had a really good game. Like I know he was really good defensively, but you could see I can't remember what moment it was, but there was a moment in the first half he got the ball and he just started to dribble with it, and he was getting past players. And you could see his confidence just came out going forward as well. Then and he had a couple of good runs, like helping Dembele, like. He's going to be one to watch as well, that he just takes it. And even when it doesn't come off, 
you can like the next time he gets it you think ah oh, this is going to be the time he beats his man so we've got so many options going forward now i mean we've still got like tyler roberts is injured but when he comes back george hall is back training i mean jordan james had a really good pre-season and i, I want him to come back into the starting team to be fair because i think he's deserved it but yeah we've just got really good options now which is like we haven't been able to say that especially going forward for losing a while so yeah yeah we're so lucky like the squad depth is just the best it's been in, in quite some time and i think the first point you made there is the thing i want to highlight as well because i think i've 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 been quite a, i've liked colin in the past i know he's got his you know haters and people who don't agree and even at the start of pedersen's reign at blues to be fair i like pedersen um but the difference between those two and led and buchanan it's light and day isn't it the speed the the attacking threat going forward and defensively having the fitness to track back as well just yeah. unreal I saw, like, we all talk about how good Ethan Laird is going forward, but he's got the second most tackles in the league already as well. I mean, I know we're only two games in, but he's got, like, 12 tackles or something. And you just know every time he's winning that ball and he's just going down that wing, yeah. which, I mean, Colin used to do it, but the winger would have to wait and wait and wait, and then he'd turn up, whereas Laird, he's, he's already, already gone. He, yeah, he's already he's gone, gone past him, so... Yeah, it's. I, I think he's got. Has he got the third most successful dribbles as well? I'm Something pretty like sure. That, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think Dembele's Dembele, number one. Yeah, and no surprise, Dembele being number one. He had Ailing on toast. He really yeah. did. He was quality it. all game. He's so excited with the ball, and it's. I think the kind of player we've missed at Blues in quite some time. So I don't know if you would have seen it in the first half because I'm in cop corner this year, so I'm right there in the. First half, Dembele's got three Leeds defenders around him. The ball's bounced in the box. He's controlled it and stopped it dead mm. in the air and then just flicked it for a corner. And I was just like, wow. Just yeah. he even he went and he tried to cheeky, but nutmeg didn't work. Won a corner. I was just like, wow, yeah. this guy is a joke. Like it just like the amount of times really picked up the ball from a corner and just launched it straight up the field, knowing Dembele's a someone's mm. running. Like, when have we been able to yeah. do that before, lads? When have we had that kind of electric pace where we've just gone, yes, Ringo? Like, it's nice to have. It's just nice, isn't it? It's yeah. a good time. Might be early to ask because we haven't seen too much of him, but does it seem like an upgrade on Chong? Not only considering yes. he, the way he plays, but considering the finances as well. You know, we've got, a, a, I think it's I think it's like 10 million after add-ons and everything for Chong. I think it's 5 million plus an additional five at some point. Um, but given we bought Dembele for what? A million, 750k, something like that. All in, do you think it's an upgrade? I would say so. I'd say not just like I loved Chong when he was at the at the in the team. Like he always put in a hundred percent, I thought, like running forward and backwards. But I think Dembele's just a different type of winger. But I think you think the money we've got for Chong, we haven't just got Dembele, we've got almost every other player as well. So I think really we've come out the right side of it. I can't get over some of the some of the fines we played for this, like some of the money. Yeah. yeah, it's really good business, isn't it? As you said there, Josh, like the money that we sold Chong for, we've invested all round the squad, and I think now we've got a sort of all round team with the money that we've got for Chong, and I just think yeah, this is a massive positive. And um, as you said as well, that Dembele is just a different winger, I think, because Chong he was moved around a bit, wasn't he, towards the end, where yeah. like you didn't really know whether he was a winger or a centre midfielder, but with Dembele, you know what you're going to get. And as you said, Jamie, you know some of the sort of Blair uh, skills that he showed off already, you know, with three Leeds players around him and he sort of comes out of it at the corner. It's just goes to show that he is a quality player and something that we haven't seen in a very long time. 
Yeah, completely agree. Keshi Anderson as well, I thought, has mm. looked very, very good so far. In pre-season, the number of assists he was racking up. And yeah. even now, he just looks so comfortable in this side. Like It just looks like he's been been here for years. Yeah, so yeah I, I saw him at uh, Solio Moores in the pre, like his first pre-season. I remember him getting the um, the assist for Juki's goal and he just took it around the defender like it wasn't even there. And it was like, oh yeah, we've got a proper winger. And I'd say he's more like Chong, to be fair, than uh, Dembele in that he's a bit stronger. I mean, he's played in the middle um, against Leeds and I would have liked to see him go out on the wing at one point mm-hmm. and just have that interchange because I think all the players are good enough to do it. But um, yeah, he seems like another really exciting player to have. I think Sunjic and Bielik deserve a mention as well, particularly yeah. Sunjic. He looks, he looks a different player. I, it's, it's, mm-hmm. I think prior to him coming back, we saw a bit of a headless chicken in the middle of the park, to be honest. He'd run everywhere and he just tries best to win, win the ball and sometimes it would work, sometimes it wouldn't be. It just seems a bit more... It seems like he's playing a bit more intelligently and a bit more football smart about him. He knows what he's doing now. Still won the ball back beautifully at times at the weekend, I thought. Um, just seems like a more composed, solid midfielder. Definitely. I think he's one of them people that's improved because now he's got better players around him. If, if you look at the midfielders that we had when he was at the club, like some of the, you know, the midfield trios that we've had have, have not been great compared to what we've got now. And um, he's really up to his standard. And yes, yeah, state to claim now for the starting eleven because he started against Swansea, started against Leeds. And I think he'll be in the starting eleven against Bristol City too. Yeah, for me, it's his attitude. That's what I love the most about him now. He used to, and it probably was the players around him, he'd lose the ball and he'd get a bit annoyed and he'd huff and he'd puff. Whereas now he'd lose the ball and he's just on it, getting it back straight. The amount of times he lost that ball but won it back was yeah. unbelievable on Saturday. Didn't give them a second on the ball either. Like him and Bailey no. just hounded. And that, like you said, special mention, that back four were unreal. But that, them two defensive midfielders in front were also critical. Yeah. Need to keep them six, seven players we've already fit as we can this season. We won't ship yeah. many. I, I also, I quickly googled this because I didn't want to make sure I get it wrong. But you mentioned like Sunic's uh, attitude there. I think last season with her for Berlin, he's. Did you see the video where he sort of stormed off the training pitch, or at least was told by a manager? Got, yeah, the manager um, told him to leave and never come back. Yeah, and yeah like that. Yeah. And, yeah. And if 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 I'd seen that and you told me, oh, Sunic will, you know, start well for you next season, I just wouldn't have believed you because it just seems like things aren't working. Maybe football's just, you know, he's obviously had a great start with Dynamo Zagreb, but maybe, you know, a bit of a decline. But he's he's, he's started the season so well. And I I think the two centre-halves as well were just as solid as the two midfielders in Long and Sanders, and particularly Sanders. I I can't remember a time where anyone got past him. Didn't come out of second gear either. He looked so calm. He didn't look like he was sprinting for anything. He was just there. Like if Laird, for the one or two times that Dan James got past him, Sanderson was just there. Nah, give me the ball, thanks. Like mm. He was just such. And Kevin Long as well. Kevin Long won everything in the air that day, and just nothing got past him. And it's probably nice for him having someone like Buchanan, who he knows is lightning quick. So if he does miss out on the ball, Sanderson's one side, Buchanan's the other, and Ethan Laird's covering as well. Like the pace that man's got around him now in that defence, unreal. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm really happy for Kevin Long because when he sort of came into the team, I think his debut was against Bristol City, wasn't it? Away yeah. at Aston Gate, and he, was we lost four two, and he kind of got ripped apart that day. And I yeah. thought, why have we signed this guy for? And I was like, oh god, what is this? But now that he's sort of got up to full speed, he yeah, next to Sanderson looks like a really good player, and um, you see sort of his experience next to Sanderson with a bit of youth. I just think the combination seems to be working really well at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I think I think as you said earlier, that whole back line in Laird, Buchanan, Long and Sanderson now is just so solid. And and with Ruddy now looking like he, he probably will stay now because Luton have obviously signed um, Tim Krull, haven't they? Yeah. So I think Yeah, 100%. Because I think, I think as, as nice as it would be to have, you know, a young goalkeeper such as Sarkic or someone come in, I think regardless of age, I think Ruddy, since he's come into the club, has, mm-hmm. has been excellent. And he's just so solid, such a safe pair of hands. Um, so I think I think to have him is just brilliant, and I think overall it's nice to see the team just just looking healthy and and, and nice and so much depth and and pace because yeah. we've missed pace in this blue side so much. I mean, in terms of positions now, you guys think need work. Jamie, we'll start with you. What what positions do you think could do with an extra player or two? Uh, centre forward, definitely. I think one centre forward. I think maybe another winger just for cover, especially if Tyler Roberts is going to be injured. We got a load of games coming up in. I think we got three games at home coming up in about ten days at one point, or not if less. Like, mm. I think we just need a bit of depth. Um, maybe a definitely another centre half. You know, like maybe Mengi would be fantastic to bring in. Um, I think that's it really. I think we're pretty much close. I think now that we've got the nice base of the squad, why don't we dip into the loan market a bit now? Have we we haven't got a loan yet this year, have we? Bring one in. No, not yet. Bring the few in. Is it seven we're allowed? Or is it five? Five. Five, five in the five. squad. That's it, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I I agree I wouldn't be opposed to having a loan in two, Bring Sam. In do you agree with that? Three or four loans. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Quite yeah, mm. I think we need a backup for right back as well. Like if Laird gets injured or something, because yeah. at the moment mm. we've got sort of two kids in Williams and Oakley that are the backup right back. So I'd say maybe a bit of experience there. But yeah, the same as Jamie, I right. think we need centre forward, centre back, and then yeah, right back for backup, and we'll be fine. I think. I mean, I don't know how true it is, but I've read reports saying Matt Loughton is training with Birmingham City. Yeah. Yes, yeah, which I've would heard be, that I think that's well. great. I think that'd be a good experience signing at right back. Yeah. Yeah, he'd yeah. be really good, like, experience at right-back. And I think he can also play left-back as well. I mean, mm. you, uh, Jamie, saying about we need a winger, um, I think, like, just push Longello forward, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think he's quick enough. He's shown that he's good enough going forward. I think we've seen pre-season probably left-back isn't where he needs to play. So I'd get Matt Lawson in, and that's right-back and left-back mm. cover if we need it, and then push Longello forward as a winger option. I've always openly said it's not that I dislike Longello, it's that mm-hmm. defensively he made me nervous. Yeah. Going forward, I had no no issue. Sometimes he's a bit gangly on the ball. Sometimes he looks like his legs are a bit too long for his body. But when there's games like Swansea away last year where he turned the game on its head, to be fair with his performance, yeah. you can't decline. that he, He'd yeah. be great to bring on the left. Imagine last 20 minutes of a game, Dembele's been running someone ragged, then you've got Longello yeah. running on. <laughs> you just don't want to deal with it. We, we've said it a few times, haven't we, on this podcast, That because I've, I've openly said I'm quite a big fan of Longolo, and I, I think playing him further forward, I think he'd be really, really effective, because I agree with you, Josh, in that left-back, he just doesn't seem to have that defensive solidity, um, and I think with our full-backs playing quite high up the pitch, it's whether he can get back in time, because a few times last season, oh, Sam's gone. Uh, <laughs> shall we wait for Sam? We'll wait for Sam to come back. Um 
But yeah, I, I agree. In a, a few times last season, he just seems to be caught out. So long ago, higher forward, and uh, we'd be happy. Yeah, Where is Sam gone? I think I think I set Sam by saying uh, Longello's legs are too long. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't like the comment. Nah, mate. Nah, Longello. I think he's yeah. He's he's still my screensaver, mate. So, uh, <laughs> oh. Love them out. I think I think he's a good player. I, I do yeah. like him, but me and Jamie clash quite a lot in there. In oh, like I said, it was never his going forward ability. It was just when he played at wing back, it was too much for him. The, the expectations go back and forward so much. He was he was blowing blowing out of his ass after about fifty five minutes. <laughs> That's yeah, nothing yeah. against him. Like it's just it's a difficult role to play as a wing back. It's one of the hardest yeah. positions in football yeah. to play. Well, I'm, you need fitness. High level. I think I'm right in saying against Leeds. When Longello came on, Buchanan pushed over to... We went to five at the back, didn't we? Mm-hmm. And I'm sure Buchanan yeah. went into the left centre-back. So that's an option as well. Like, if we're ever needing to go to a five at the back um, towards the end of mm-hmm. a game, like we did at Leeds, there's your option as well. So That's just the beauty of the depth we've got. It's, it's, yeah. it's so fun. And like, so where, where does Jordan James fit in? Where does George Hall fit in? Yeah. Where do these... Play- we've got so much talent in this blue side, like, yeah. It's getting to the stage where where, where do we fit everyone in? George, I mean, George you, Hall comes straight in at the cam position for me. That is you think? frightening. Yeah, frightening. Then I so mean, who, you, you, who are you drop, dropping? If you have to drop Bakuda or uh, or Anderson, that's fine. But you keep them wide. Yeah, push Anderson yeah. wide or yeah. Miyoshi. Give him a go, like. And mm. sadly, does that mean Bakuna has to miss out? Maybe, or maybe you can. You know, you got. Mm. It's horrible to have so many options, isn't it? Yeah. You know, Gary Gardner's also back training now. And we all know on his day, Gary can be one of the better midfielders in that league because he can go box to box and he's unbelievable yeah. when he wants to be. Mm. And he's got the legs. Yeah. And I think that, like, Bakuna as well, he's an option that, uh, like we saw in the um, Carabao Cup game, when we know we're going to have lots of possession, just drop him, take Sunjic out, drop him. Like when we know we're going to have the ball and he can just spray those passes. So if we need to change up the way we're playing as well, we can do that rather than have to play the same system all the time. So I was going to ask this question later, actually, in terms of the ideal Blues 11, because I think there could be quite a few different answers. But just going through the attack then, because Jamie, you said Paul will come straight in. I, what, I think what's, so. What's, what's your front four then? Let's say we play the... 4-4-2, Who are your attacking players on the pitch? Because there's so, there's mean, so many... Siriki Dembele starts. And if any Blues fan disagrees with me that he starts, I'm questioning your knowledge on football. Siriki <laughs> no, Dembele is straight in there. Controversially, I'd go Miyoshi on the right because I just think that man... Or even I'd go Miyoshi mm. down the middle and Hall on the right. Hall's got pace for days to burn. Mm. But I think Hall, Miyoshi... And Siriki, and then Ujab up top. I mean, everyone's going to hate me for saying this, but Duke. Because if you've got three lads who are lightning quick, especially if you've got a George Hall, a Siriki, or a, an Anderson, or a Tyler Roberts around him, you're telling me Duke isn't going to thrive off having three lads running past him and he's flicking yeah. on every header. He's going to be living yeah. his best life. Duke ends the scene with about 35 assists there, just <laughs> flicking it on all day. It's like the uh, Chelan's Duke season all over again. Oh, yeah. mm. Do you uh, do you agree with that, Sam? Yeah, yeah. I, I lost connection, by the way. I don't know if you guys saw. Yeah, yeah, don't worry. yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just lagging about everywhere, but it's going to be back to normal now. But um, yeah, I think I think with our team, what's so good about the front four is it just seems to be so flexible. Is that the sort of free and behind the striker can move around, and I think any of those players can play like either on the opposite side or through the middle. And I think that's what makes us so good this season: the fact that we have 
lots of options and also these players can move around and play in the different positions but um i think with with jamie there saying about sort of duke starting i think for me he's more so of like a sort of plan b striker so if we're sort of losing then sort of get it long and maybe change it up a little bit and sort of look for the knockdowns from duke in that way so i'd say for a starting striker i don't think duke necessarily is the starting guy but i can see where you're coming from and the fact that he has so much experience in a blue shirt you know the most experienced person on the pitch for us playing for birmingham but um yeah, I'd say the front four, they can play in all different combinations. And uh, I'd really like Dembele starting and also Miyoshi as well. And um, I'd say sort of Anderson in between. And then I'd say Hogan up front. But I know we do need a striker. So Hogan may be a bit of an unpopular opinion. But um, I, know, I know Tommy is going to be screaming at me and saying, why are you starting Hogan? <laughs> I can't <laughs> hear him, <laughs> uh, Josh, I know, I do, do, do you agree with those, Josh? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think, like, as I say, Dembele's got to start on the left. Um, I, from what I've seen of Miyoshi so far, I'm, I really hope he starts at Bristol. Um, I think him playing in the middle would be really good with Anderson yeah. out on, on the one wing. But I'd constantly have them changing. Like, that was the one thing I thought at Leeds was, I think, yes, Dembele had um, ailing on ropes. But I think just swapping and just getting them like giving the defenders something new to think about. And um, I know when we first got Tyler Roberts, I was like loads of people saying, oh yeah, he's a really good striker. And I was like, nah, nah, he needs to play in like that cam role, like just behind. But from seeing him in pre-season, like he presses quite a lot. He seems to have that energy. I mean, I know he's injured now, but I'd like to see him in that striker role and just see what he can do. I think, especially if we're going to keep it on the floor now, like we don't seem to just be hoofing it. I agree 100%. And if we're, I think if we're like, going off my deal, yeah, hundred percent. I'll start Tyler with you. Million yeah, percent. I think, I think like Hogan, you can see him sometimes. That when he first came in, Hogan, he would make loads and loads of runs. And I remember the first game he played. I think it was against like Notts Forest or something. And the amount of runs he made in behind, and the players just never found him because they they mm-hmm. just didn't have that football in IQ. And obviously him coming from the Prem. Um, and it's kind of like since then he's just kind of given up making those runs. Like he'll make one or two. But that's about it. And then in this team, I think the last couple of games, you've just seen him and he's just kind of standing there. He doesn't really know what to do. So I think mm-hmm. like Tyler Roberts would just have that link up play a bit better. Um, obviously, like Hogan, we've seen he can score and he's a confidence player. But like we were saying, his head's just down at the moment and he doesn't really like he doesn't seem to fit in with this team at the moment. Uh, Duke would be a great option, but I think he can only run till about the 50th minute and then his tank just goes so i think he's definitely more of a um, impact sub to come on when we yeah. need that late goal but um like i'd be all for getting somebody else in i know we've been linked with a couple of people but like they seem to be falling away i mean i've said in my videos that la taylor would be the perfect one for me i think yeah, he was great agree. i think He's great with that link-up play, like we've seen him with Bakuna as well. Like when he's with those top-class players, we can get stuff out of him. And although he won't score loads of goals, he's got that link-up play. And I think we've got players now where it's not just going to be the striker scoring. And he's yeah. an absolute shite house as well. Yes. He is an yeah. absolute he's one as favorite. well. He loves it as well. Yeah. I, 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 I for the, for, if the, Wages are right because the, that's my only concern with Lyle Taylor yeah. is that he does take up a hefty amount of the wage bill. But if if 
the wages are sound. I, I I wouldn't be too opposed to having Lyle Taylor back either. To be honest, I think I know he's 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 not the youngest player now. I think he's thirty two, mm. maybe thirty three. Um, but he proved in his first stint at Blues. You know, he's he's still got the abilities there. He's been here before. I think I think most of the fans quite like him. I, as I said, I just think there's always that question mark over how much of the wage Billy takes up mm. and finances and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, but hopefully with these new owners, if that's not a problem, I think it'd be great to have him in. One one thing I did want to ask is, does Cosgrove deserve a chance this season? In a cup game, yes. But mm. I wouldn't give him the league just yet. Like mm. I, I, I wanted to see him in um, against... Who did we play in the cup? Cheltenham. Um, Cheltenham. Yeah, I would have liked to see him come on for a bit longer, but obviously the uh, the stream that I was watching at that time <laughs> cut out, so um, so I didn't actually get to see him. But yeah, I'd, I'd give him a go, but not in a mm. league game. Maybe a loan out. Mm, I mean, he had one at Plymouth, and he mm. kind of like I've um my cousin's a Plymouth fan and he said he was like he yes he would score goals but they would all just be in one game and then he'd not score for ages and then get and then get two more and then not score for ages so potentially yeah. but sell him just sell him and get what yeah, money you can for him. it was that I'm sorry and this is going to sound really horrible for me to say and this is probably going to get I'm going to get shot for this but Sam Crosgrove was on the biggest panic buys I've seen us make for a while. Yeah, massive panic. That was yeah. a deadline yeah, day, day, wasn't it? Yeah, panic buy if I've ever seen one. When I first yeah. heard Sam Crosgrove, I was like, "Who? What?" Yeah, I looked at him. What? Yeah. <laughs> Someone that scored loads in the Scottish League. Didn't we bomb yeah. Nisbet that day as well? We, we, we missed yeah. out on him. Yeah, we missed out on him, and then we panicked then and looked yeah. for the next. We missed out on him and panicked and stayed in the yeah. same league. <laughs> went, who else in the Scottish League that we can get? Uh, he'll, he'll do. Like, yeah, nah, you can imagine nah. just Dong Ren just like running around the office thinking, like, what are we yeah. gonna do? <laughs> 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 just just <laughs> calling anyone, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I think, um, it, it's, it's a tricky one with Cosgrove. I, in a blue shirt, he hasn't been a good striker, we can all, we can all mm. happily admit that, and they'll know that himself, but. He was, I think, top scorer in the Scottish Premier League that season we signed him, I believe, or yeah. maybe second. Um, he, he did score a decent amount of goals for Plymouth. Um, so it's, it's a tricky one, really, because he's proven on a few occasions that there is a decent striker in there. But for whatever reason, it's just not working at Blues. Yeah. And whether that's just a level, because Plymouth last season were League One and the Scottish Premier League quality-wise probably isn't what the championship is. Um, but whether... Yeah, no, you know, I, it's it, it's it's such a tricky one with Cosgrove. I I I I wouldn't be sure what to do. I, I see the reasons for selling. I see the reasons for loaning. I see the reasons for giving him a go. But in terms of strikers, we were looking to sign. We obviously had Sorry Kaba. I think that's how you say it. Sorry Kaba. Yeah. Um, obviously Las Palmas seem to uh, be the team he's going to. I mean, what are your guys' thoughts on that? Because on the surface, it looked like we were getting a very good striker there. Um, but right. in the last minute. <laughs> something, something a bit less harsh maybe Jamie but no just I mean, straight up I rat. just read it was done and agreed and I was all excited yeah. my mate's a yeah. Cardiff fan so I text Chris yeah. straight away I was like what we saying is this uh, my exact words were is this the donut we kept trying to do the overhead kicks last year and he was like yes yes he is the boysy prick as you like to call him I was like right it's great like so I was excited he's a, clearly a confident player and it'd be nice mm. to have around the team big lad if I remember rightly strong on mm. the ball like he was ideal, what we wanted, really. I mean, I am still praying to the God that there is a Clark Harris that waltzing into this football club at some point because I 
and going on my shield saying that I want Clark Harris. When I said yeah. that in the summer, I got abused for it. I had a Blues fan literally tweet me going, you clearly don't know about football. We'll never get Clark Harris. He'll never play for us. I'm hoping we sign him just so I can tweet that guy back just a picture of him in a blue shirt and be like, yeah, sound. Yeah, no, I know. I mean, Sam, were you quite disappointed to see it? Well, I'm saying this as if he's gone to Las Palmas. It hasn't happened yet, but it certainly it's looks gone. like things are heading in that if direction. If Fabrizio has tweeted it, it's done, isn't it? Has he... Yes, yeah. Because you look on Twitter, you see all these different things, don't you? And you never really know yeah. what to believe. So no. I think um, wait for the official confirmation. But yeah, it does look like he's going to Las Palmas. And um, what Jamie was saying about Clark Harris, that's someone I'd love to see at Birmingham. Because um, earlier on in the, in the uh, summer, he was actually put up on the transfer list and the captaincy mm. was stripped off him. So at that point, it looked like he was going. But now he's actually playing for Peter again and he is the captain as well. So I'm not sure what's happened there. And um, it looks as if now he might be staying at Peterborough, but I don't think there'd be any harm in sort of putting in a bid and see what Peterborough say, really. If it's a decent enough bid, they may let him go. I mean, just throwing this one out there, if we, I mean, I've been reading Sam Crosgrove to Blackpool's going to happen at some point, if not, you know, like I read that was coming in the other day. I mean, if we've sold Crosgrove, we got Crosgrove for two mil, he's worth something. Like, we'll get some money for him. Whatever money we make, You'd be putting that straight to Peterborough and going, listen, this is how much we can offer you, please. Like, yeah, because Cosgrove's uh, surely on a ton of wages as well. I'm sorry, but he's got to be on at least yeah. fifteen to twenty. Yeah, I, I, I've got to be honest. I don't. I think a Clark Harris is near impossible to happen now with with League One season having started and him in as captain, and it'll probably come with quite a heavy price tag because he's the last year of his deal. You might be right. To be honest, I, I have no idea. I have no idea. I think it's up to Peter. Well, then you play. You play. You play him at their own yeah. game. If he's in the last year's contract, you go. Listen, here's a sitch. I'll give you a mil or losing for bugger all next year. You do you. Yeah. Because they're in some kind of financial problem. The fact they've been selling like no tomorrow. They're mm. something's going on over there that they're not saying much about. Mm. Yeah. I think they pulled away from one basket last year and bowled it. Maybe so. I mean, Josh, what do you think about the Cabba situation and a potential replacement? Yeah, I think he would he would be really good. Like six foot three. He was Cardiff's top goal scorer last year and he so. he came in January. So and like um I think we put on a video like a compilation of his goals that he scored for Cardiff and loads of them are headers. So he's clearly really good in the air. And I think that's obviously when Duke plays, it's like we've got that height up front. But I think when we've got Hogan on, you could see against Leeds a couple of times, Dembele got it, went to cross it, and it's like, ah, we've got no one actually tall to head it in. So I think it would be a good option. Like, if we could boot the ball up to him, he can hold it up for the other players to get up with him as well. But, I mean, I wouldn't be too sorry if we missed out on him. I think it's like 1.3 million last Palmas are playing, uh, paying for him. And, I mean, it's one of those that, obviously, with new owners... Everyone thinks, oh, we're going to be splashing money. And yes, we've spent money on Buchanan and Sanderson, but we don't know how much money there is actually left with the FFP and stuff. We don't mm. want to be spending too much. So I think if we can get in maybe a loan, um, I know we were linked with the guy from Everton like right at the start, mm. but I don't think that's happening because they want like a million pounds just to loan him. Yeah. But I'm sure there's something else. I mean, I'd fully trust Gardner to be able to find some kind of gem out of somewhere um, as well. Mm. So, I mean, yeah. would be a good option, but it looks like he's going somewhere else. 
Yeah, I think I think Cabot would have been the perfect sort of Duke replacement, really, in that he does have that height, he does have that strength and a little bit of pace, because I too have a Cardiff mate, and from what he was saying, he's got a little bit of pace on him. Um, I think he would have fitted the system perfectly, because it does seem like Eustace is going to opt for this 4-2-3-1 formation, so I think it would have yeah. been... A, a fantastic signing, but you know, if it if it if it doesn't happen and it looks like it's not going to, it is what it is. Yeah. The transfer market's huge. There's plenty of players yeah. out there. It's of course just about finding the right ones. I think we'll move on to the stadium a little bit because um, obviously a lot of changes have happened around St Andrews. I mean, Jamie, you were at the game. Thoughts on the ground because it's looking uh, it's looking very different, isn't it? In hot water, isn't it? Like that was that's nice. Like know, <laughs> everything changed, didn't it? LED logos, man, like whatever's mm. going like the big logos out. I was just walking around the ground, like and looking around, and just everything looks fresher. The boxes, like the managers' seats where they're sitting for the game, the players where they're sitting on the bench, and it's like this just looks amazing. You pitch, like, yeah, like we just, yeah. I even I know the ground weren't obviously finished, but seeing the work's actually being done, seeing mm. seats in there now. Like the safe standing stuff's coming along, you're like, oh, this shit was meant to probably be done three years ago, but it's not actually being done. These owners have walked in and within four weeks, it's pretty much getting just slapped out the way and done. So yeah. it's just all positive. It's all great. It just, like I said earlier, it just feels like a new club. I struggled yeah. to rub my eyes at one point and be like, is this Birmingham City? Is this, <laughs> this is happening? Nice. Like, it's even like the small details as well, like just painting some of the gates outside, just yeah. little things like that just help spruce up the ground and. Just, the dressing room. The, oh, yeah. They, they oh, have the tunnel as well. Tunnel. Now. It's oh, brilliant, doesn't brilliant. it? It all looks so good. I don't know if you've seen, they did the, um, I think, executive lounge uh, in the yeah. top as well. Hmm. Just, it, I mean, it just all looks great, doesn't it? It all looks so fantastic. It does, it does. And um, also after the game as well, Gary Cook put out a statement sort of addressing what happened at the game yeah. and encouraging people to sort of come to more games as well because it looks like now that Plymouth might be a sellout as well. So that'd be yeah. fantastic. And I think with the fans on side, we are a force to be reckoned with in the championship. I think, you know, if St Andrews gets rocking and bouncing sort of once the full stadium's open, then any team would struggle to get a result, I think, at St Andrews. I've, yeah. I've said this very openly to my mm -hmm. mates last week. So why can't we make St Andrews the fortress again? Remember when we did that year on beating in the Prem, lads? Do it again. <laughs> Do it in the Championship. Exactly. We yeah. we can be horrible to play against at St Andrews. Leeds, and you know, I'm going to throw this one out there. The Leeds fans disappointed me. They, I've heard, mm. I've heard big things about Leeds fans, and they were quite quiet for most of that game. Like we, we were on top, though, weren't we? Yeah, we were on top. Nothing but, to cheer about. Yeah. yeah, that's what I mean. Like we can be horrible to play against. That you you've gone away to Birmingham City. You've got the fans on your back straight away. Syracuse Dembele is twisting your right back, left, right and centre. You want to go home already. Like, just yeah. We could be a horrible yeah. team to play against. You've got Sunjik's horrible, nasty side to him as well, still roaming around that pitch, just snapping people in half. Kevin Long's just absolutely brutalising people. It's great. We can be. Mm, we yeah. can just be that team again. So It's so, so nice to see the passion in the stands. And I'm sure you've all seen at the celebrations from Brady and, yeah. and Wagner and, and Dale and Gary Cook as well. It, just so nice to see that passion, not only from the fans, but the people higher up at the club, because we, we wouldn't have seen that from BSHL, would we? We don't talk about them anymore <laughs> yeah. on this podcast. We don't mention it. That's the aim now. We just can't talk about it for the whole season. Also, throw this one out there. That penalty was planned. We wanted to give the Americans the grandstand finish, like a, <laughs> like a Hollywood film. That was the whole game plan, lads. 
That when I heard um, Brady right speaking about it on uh, ITV yeah. Sport after, he was saying about the um, penalty. It's like you said, the mid 80th minute or something. He didn't really understand it, but I think yeah, he's trying. trying understand it a bit more. <laughs> exactly. he's, he's giving it a go. He is giving, giving it a go. go. I, like, I like the celebration from Duke as well, a little touchdown celebration. I thought yeah. that was great. And yeah. uh, we, we spoke about this before the podcast as well, actually. But in terms of the penalty incident, I, I, I genuinely thought the ref hadn't given it at first because it is mm. genuinely such a stonewall penalty. And oh, it's painfully stonewall. Pause yeah. for about four or five seconds. So many uh, decisions we haven't got in the past as well. And I think genuinely yeah. the crowd played a factor in the referee sort of point to the sport yeah. and giving that penalty the fact that all the fans you know it's the perfect moment wasn't it in the 90th yeah. minute i think in the past we wouldn't have got that decision probably Everyone i think was the other telling thing for me was dan james's reaction as yes. soon as he yeah. touched lad he just floor, kind yeah. of looked at the ref and they are like the ref must have looked at him and gone yeah yeah. <laughs> well, that ref, I think, I mean, don't get me wrong, officials in the championship, but I think there was a few, one or two things he did miss, and I was like, mm. not again. Not again. I fully expected him not to give the penalty around to my mate who I was with. I was like, oh, Cal, here we go. Look, we've been denied this. And then when everyone cheered, I was like, he's give it. He's actually give it. Yeah. He, looked, yeah. he looked fuming about giving it, didn't he, lads? He was like, didn't want to. <laughs> and yeah. I got it. Oh. Happens on, every man. season for every club, though, doesn't it? Just dodgy decisions, and it, it probably feels like more so us sometimes. But it, I imagine it all evens out in the end. But if the ref hadn't given that penalty, I, oh, I would absolutely lost it. It was so the so. Well, I'm, glad, I'm glad Laird won it as well because it was a night. Who played the? Was it was Dembele wide who played the pass over? Fantastic ball, yeah. literally inch yeah, really nice wasn't it? Ball, yeah. Really nice, and, and an, yeah. an intelligent run from Laird as well to get on the end of it, and mm. it was just, it was just. Really nicely done. That must be so horrible to play against as well. Imagine when you've got a fully fit George Hall if he's playing on right, on the right, and then you've got Laird bolting at you, followed by George yeah. Hall as well. You just, as a left back, you're yeah. like, help, help me. <laughs> We're so dangerous this season. As I said earlier, we've got pace. We have been missing pace for years. Onel Hernandez is probably the last. Chongman Hernandez in recent him. times some of the pacier players we've had. But now we've got pace in so many positions. Full-backs, wingers, in behind the striker. It's, it's, it's so, even Sanderson's quite pacey, isn't he? Yeah, he's quick. Which, is, which is so nice to see. I mean, swerving back a little bit to the um, the stadium repairs, it was today, I think the news was said, that the Buckinghamshire group um, have gone into mid uh, administration, the guys yeah. uh, doing the lower tiers. Um, I think oh, they're great. doing Craven Cottage and Anfield as well. Um, they are. So they are, yeah. So I mean, I don't know your thoughts on that. I assume the owners have contingency plans in place and people to come in, but I'm sure we can all agree we do not want those lower stands delayed any longer than they need to be. I'm sure it would have been written insane. I'm sure we've paid up front with these owners because they seem nice people and actually like they know what they're doing. And they've probably said, "Look, it's contracted. I don't care if you're administrating, you're finishing your job. Otherwise, you get, you know, you get done." Oh. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not being funny. Like, we've had three years of it. They're going to pull something out of nowhere. I mean, we were getting to the point with BSHL where I was waiting to see on Birmingham City's official page saying, can anyone, does anyone know any building experience? Can you come to St. Andrew? Uh, an advert. Help yeah. me. Like, <laughs> yeah, yellow pages. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I reckon you should get involved at Blues, Jamie, because you'd get things done. you just tell people what to do and when, and it'd just be sorted, mate. You'd be out there on the stands doing it yourself. Oh, yeah, I'd, I'd be sat with an I'd be dropping headbutts. Like. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, hopefully they have something in place, because I think the sooner those lower tiers can be open, the better, because we saw what St Andrews was like, uh, obviously against Leeds, 22,000 people, and it was loud. And yeah. even like for the substitutions, those are the loudest who's I've heard in a while. 
Um, so if we can get those lower tiers open and get the 30,000 or however many it holds, um, I think it will just be fantastic to get that atmosphere rocking again. We will move on uh, just to finish off for Bristol City predictions. Uh, they've had a decent start, Bristol City, to the season. I mean, Josh, what are you thinking for, for this weekend? Uh, yeah, they've had an um, identical record to us, actually. 1-1 yeah. first game and then 1-0 uh, last week. So um, I did a video earlier this morning, uh, kind of a match preview with someone, a uh, Bristol City fan, and they were quite confident. Um, I think usually when we go to Bristol, sometimes it's up, sometimes it's down. I know last year 4-2 wasn't, it. well, it was a dismal performance, really. But I'm feeling a lot more confident, to be honest. Um, I just hope we keep a clean sheet. To be honest, I think that's that's the one thing. But I trust the players to get a clean sheet as well. I know they're Bristol's main striker, um, Tommy Conway, I think. Uh, young up-and-comer, he's out injured. So they haven't really got like a top top striker. I think they've got Naki Wells. He's probably their backup. <laughs> He always so, does something against us. Yeah, he always does something against us. We were with Naki Wells a bit yeah, as well. I, I mean, think so, yeah. I mean, if but, he um, used us, like, just deal with him. Sorry, carry yeah. on. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'd say he, like, he's going to be one of those. that You can see him just getting one chance, but I back John Ruddy to just bat off whatever chance he does have, to be honest. So I can see us maybe getting the three points. I mean, I'd be happy to walk away with the one point to be fair and just keep the undefeated streak yeah. going um but i mean we could beat them 2-0 to be fair as well just keep beating them on the break so i just want a good performance as yeah. always from blues to be honest yeah i think i said that to my dad to be fair before leeds at the at the weekends because coming into it i didn't expect a, a a result to be honest with you know how good leeds have proven to be in the past but i i think as long as we see a good performance at bristol um we'll be very happy i mean sam what about you what are you thinking yeah i, I fancy us to keep the unbeaten streak going i'd say one or maybe one of those things where we take the lead a bit earlier then land that killer edge to put them away and it may end up one or with like a knacky wells goal right at the end or something that'd be very typical blues wouldn't it for someone like wells to come on and as you said have one chance to score a goal but um i think yeah bristol city have been weakened by the fact that as you said josh conway's out and also alex scott now gone to uh, Bournemouth, yeah. and he's a huge huge miss for bristol city because last season he was one of the best young players in the championship i think he did win a young championship player of the yeah. season so he's a real talent and i think he would do well in the premier league so that's a huge miss for bristol city the fact they haven't got alex scott but um yeah i'd say one will keep the unbeaten streak going and uh, move on to plymouth jamie what about you i'm gonna i'm mr positive and our lads you'll I don't, it's very rare if i say we'll lose i think it's going to be two or three now i don't see us conceding if that back four play how they did what we got to do lads remember we played blues villa and um Kifton about absolutely just snap Grealish about 10 yes. seconds in. Yeah. Just have Sun that chat with Sunji. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> Come out. You see him. Yeah. Take the yellow. Yeah. What? Just take it. Just, take it. Just smack. Just become shit out Sunjik for five minutes. Just go back to 2019 Sunjik for 10 minutes. That's all I need from you. Just absolutely clatter him first time you get it. First time he touches that ball, you just go through him. Let him know you're there. Yeah. But no, yeah. I, I do I genuinely think we'll be sound. I think this back four slash six with the two CDMs are great. Yeah. And Ruddy, like like user said, is the first keeper in a long time. I trust implicitly. Mm. And yeah, I think we can. I think the pace we have now is genuinely frightening. And I think it will be the Dembele show on Saturday. I think Dembele bags one, if not two, or gets an assist at least. What about you, Zach? What are you saying? 
What you reckoning? I think our track record against Bristol City has normally been quite good. I know we lost to them 4-2 away last season, but we beat them 3-0 at home, didn't we? Yeah. Um, and I think past results against them have, have, have pretty much been decent. And I'd say our team has certainly improved since the last few times we've played them. Um, it's a tricky one. We both started the season well, as you said, Sam, Alex, Scott uh, going to Bournemouth is a big loss for them. Um, I, I think I think I'd be disappointed if we walked away with nothing. Um, I think I, I want, want to keep the unbeaten streak going. I, I'd be more than happy with a point if we could go to Bristol City and pick up a point. And I think that would be a very good start to the season and a win and two draws and obviously through to the next round of the cup. Um, I'm going to sit on the fence a bit and go over 1-1. Um, uh, but, but I can see us walking away with something and I really hope we do because you just want to keep that momentum going and keep that positivity because as soon as that first lo loss comes you know what blues twitter is like everything goes into oh, lockdown yeah. You're You're rubbish. Yeah. everything's <laughs> awful but if we can just keep that positivity going for as long as we can and that unbeaten streak going as long as we can i, I, I think we'll be all right but i'm, I'm gonna go a one one i think are we are we in agreement so are we in agreement that the team stays the same or changes to be made do you think i'd mm, yeah i'd like i'd like to see miyoshi come in to be honest, I bring Miyoshi uh, I would, in for backup. I would drop, yeah, drop Bakuna. I put Miyoshi in the middle and put Anderson out wide. I just go full pace on those wings. Yeah, uh, I, don't, don't, I don't disagree with that, to be fair. I don't, don't go wrong. I don't think Bakker had a bad game. I think he was actually oh, quite no. good. Can yeah. we talk about the back heel flick on in the first half to Ethan oh, Laird? Yes. Can He's we talk really about there. this for a second? Oh my God. Yeah. It's I feel unreal. like. I feel like um, he did it and then turned and gave a little look at Miyoshi and be like, yeah, I can do it too. Yeah. And what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it, it would have been disrespectful to drop backer after his uh, performance against Cheltenham. I mean, I, I wouldn't be opposed to Mi Miyoshi coming in at all. I think for me personally, I'd like to see the team stay the same just because I think it was solid for, for, for the 90 minutes against Leeds. And I think... I think Miyoshi is quite effective off the bench in terms of he just brings out something a little bit different, gives teams something to think about. He's got that pace and that flair and that low centre of gravity, which can be tricky for 6 3, 6 4 defenders to deal with. So I think for me personally, I'd like to see the team stay the same. Um, but if Miyoshi comes in, I certainly wouldn't be opposed to that because yeah. what we've seen so far has been brilliant. And I'm sure you've all seen that um, bit of control out on the left before we sign him that trip. Uh, um, Clip was doing the rounds on Twitter with that with that control, and we saw it again. We saw something similar against um, oh, was it against Cheltenham? Who was no? It was Swansea opening day. Um, a bit of a powerful pass to him and brought it down beautifully. Yeah, yeah, that touch. touch. Wow. So yeah, yeah, unreal. So we've got a, a real talented player on our hands there. But I'm, I'm going to go one-one. Jamie, what did you say? What do you Three think? Three nil. It's going to be a good. It's going to be a good day out, lads. Three nil. Good day out. Who's who's scoring? And Dembele hat trick. Nah, Dembele will bag, I reckon. You know, I'd love more than anything. I kept calling it against Leeds. I just want to see Ivan Sundjic hit one of his 30-yard thunders. You know, and he just absolutely oh, wellies them in the top bins. We'll probably like, do it again. Hey, like 3-0 down or something, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is it the worst part? <laughs> I know, I know. Maybe, uh, maybe, like, I think Hogan might actually get one. I can just see Dembele running through and just squaring it off to Hogan for a tap-in. Yeah, yeah. Like when, that, Ho when Hogan's on it, he's a great player. He's, he he's just needs that moment. goal. It just, it just yeah, exactly right. Just needs that goal, and, and we're cooking. Sam, what's your final score prediction? Same as you, Zach. One all. One all. Fair enough. And Josh, yourself? Uh, going two nil. I think we'll two. win two nil. Two nil. I would very much say that. I think we've uh, pretty covered, uh, pretty much covered everything, fellas. Thanks for joining me. 
Really enjoyed it tonight. It wasn't too much of a train wreck without Tommy. He's normally the one bringing the order and the control. Uh, but I'd say it's gone pretty well. So thank you very much for watching. Hope you enjoyed. You can follow us all on our socials there below. Our faces uh, and Blues Focus is the place to go uh, for all your Blues-related content on most platforms. I can't remember the specifics, hence why if we had Tommy here, you'd know exactly. But type in Blues Focus to these social places uh, and you will more than likely find us. So thank you very much for watching. Hope you enjoyed. Uh, and we'll see you in the next one. Keep right on. Keep right on. Keep right on. Keep right on. Podcast Network. There's always something new and exciting happening in Montgomery County, Maryland. Join podcaster and business leader Kelly Leonard and me, Bob Levy, on another episode of Something to Talk About, where we speak with industry leaders making an impact in our county. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share box ready to go, your mates are already booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! <laughs> Just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.